Class is in session. You're listening to Squat University by Dr. Aaron Horshake. Let's go! Now, let's start the show. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Thank you so much for checking out today's show. This is episode 137 of the Squat University podcast. The goal with each and every one of these shows is to bring you as much value-packed content to help you decrease your body's aches and pains, help you move better in the gym and in life, and help you reach your true athletic potential. Today, I'm joined once again by two-time Olympian Chad Vaughn, and we're going to be talking all about overhead lifting. Now, just as a general piece of advice for a lot of people that are doing overhead lifting, whether you are just going to the gym and you want to do push presses overhead, dumbbell presses overhead, uh, maybe you're not into CrossFit or Olympic weightlifting yet, the first thing I want to talk about is one of the major restrictors behind optimal technique when lifting overhead. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go and take a little bit of a deeper dive with Chad into some technique points, some different drills that you can do specific for those that are wanting to really optimize their jerk. So you're a CrossFitter, you're an Olympic weightlifter, and you want to get the jerk portion of your cleaning jerk better. We're going to talk about how to optimize that. But first and foremost, let's take a little bit more of a general step back. And this goes for anyone who wants to lift overhead. Now, there's two things that I want to point out. The first one is the most common mobility restriction. Most people that come to see me in physical therapy, maybe they've developed some shoulder pain or they just have some problems lifting overhead. They feel stiff. They feel tight. What I do is I break down the body systematically and we look at what are the major restrictors of overhead motion. And for most people, the number one finding is going to be restricted lat flexibility. Now, this goes, I think, twofold. First, I think a lot of people don't really spend a lot of time with their arms over their head. Chad, if you think about it, throughout your day, you probably see a lot of people <laughs> that don't sit into a deep squat, but then want to get a better squat. In the same sense, if you want a better overhead lift, you need to be able to spend some time with your arms overhead. And what that does is when you bring your arm overhead, you elongate your lat muscles. Well, there's just this common pattern. We see a lot of people that are doing a lot of pulling and not a lot of overhead lifting. So we have this imbalance in muscle, muscle flexibility relativity. And what this means is that in order to get your arm overhead, your arm has to flex. Well, the lats extend the arm. So just relatively, because we don't spend a lot of time with our arm overhead, the lats are just a common muscle that develops an inflexibility. And that limits you positioning arm overhead. So if you're doing dumbbell overhead press, barbell overhead press, jerks, anything like that, you will be limited in your technique quality because of the lats. So a simple test that you guys can do to figure out, hey, is this me? You're going to sit down by a wall with your butt against the wall, and you're going to have your arms palms down. You're going to lift your arms as high as you can overhead, trying to keep your arms straight. Then you're going to turn your palms up. So we're going to externally rotate the shoulders and then bring arms to the wall. And what you're looking for is, is there a difference in how high you can elevate your arms? If there is a difference and palms up is harder to get to the wall, that is a sign of potential lat flexibility restriction. Because again, like I said, the lats are internal rotators of the shoulder. So if you externally rotate by going palms up and then try to lift your arm to the wall and you can't get as far, oftentimes the lats are at fault. In that case, here's a simple process that you can do. 
You're going to start off with about a minute of foam rolling or jamming like a lacrosse ball into your lats. And that's going to be where those, uh, the big lat muscles, they run up around the lateral armpit area. Um, so you can lay against a wall or on the ground. And a lot of times that's going to be a little painful. So be careful when you mm -hmm. jump on that. Mm -hmm. But you're going to do one minute of lat foam rolling. And then step two, you're just going to put a barbell in a rack. You're going to grab the bar, palms up, and then just sort of shift back until you feel a really good stretch in your lateral armpit area. 10 second holds, maybe five reps or so, and then retest. See if your mobility got better. It's a very simple way to improve that lat flexibility to allow for better overhead mobility. And then follow it up with a stability drill. So um, some things that I like to do are a lot of external rotation drills, like a seated external rotation can be very helpful because a lot of times people who have limited lat flexibility also have limited external rotation stability or strength. Or it's another simple thing, a single arm dumbbell press and hold that position for like five to 10 seconds. So you're going to get your mobility. You're going to use the mobility and stabilize over that new motion and then go on with the rest of your workout. So no matter what your overhead lifting goal is, be it you're maybe a bodybuilder and you want to do some overhead pressing uh, to hit your delts a certain way, um, you're just a general fitness enthusiast and you want to do some overhead press with a barbell at the gym today, or you're a competitive crossfitter, a weightlifter, wanting to do some clean and jerks. Um, first and foremost, understand that the major restrictor and technique for many people is their lats. Improve your lat flexibility, get a little bit of stability afterwards, and then you'll be able to have much better technique because you have the mobility and flexibility to get there. But now that we have that taken care of, let's now go to a little bit, take a little bit of a deeper dive into the jerk and some things that you can do to improve your technique with that. So Chad, take it away. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when we're talking about the jerk, we're ultimately for most athletes talking about learning and developing and strengthening the split jerk. So the split jerk is the way that that has been kind of, I guess, proven or found to allow someone to jerk the most weight. It's, you know, you're splitting your legs, one behind and one in front, and you're creating a, a stable position if it's if it's a good split position and if you've done everything correctly or mostly correctly up to that point. Um, and, uh, you know, when you're, when you're splitting underneath, you're also able to, um, uh, you know, for example, you don't have to squat jerk it. If, if, if you're, if you're a squat jerker, more power to you, that's amazing and impressive. And you <laughs> see those, those few athletes that can do that very effectively on the international level. But, but again, ultimately for most athletes, you're going to jerk your most weight. You're going to move the most weight from your shoulders to overhead with the split jerk. Now, to ultimately get to the split jerk, I think that most athletes probably because we have so many athletes um, doing the snatch and clean and jerk these days, which is amazing. But I think that most of them probably need to stop split jerking for a while to better learn the split jerk and then to ultimately lift the most that they can overhead. And it's because um, they're missing some basics, basics being one of them being mobility that you're talking about there, Aaron of course, and they need time to really clean that up a little bit. And then also because the split position is off and it's, it's kind of tricky and hard to learn. And it's because athletes are actually focusing too much on it, meaning that they're taking away from focus on the setup and the dip and the drive. 
So they're anticipating the split and it's causing them to rush and dip, uh, dip forward and drive forward. And without taking that away, they, I've found that they, they have a hard time getting their mind and their focus off of the split position. So I've learned over time as a coach to just say, Hey, let's just power jerk for a while or, you know, so that you're, you're not worrying about the split position and perfecting that yet. You know, you've made a comment before the recording, Aaron, about power jerks, because we've done a lot of power jerks in your program Mm -hmm. and how you feel that has helped your split jerk. It helps your split jerk for one, because it's a power jerk is just an exercise where you can, um, you know, learn more power and, and speed, but also because you've been able to focus more on the dip and the drive and take away that split position that you have struggled with a little bit from old muscle memory and, and, and everything like that. So I've seen some of these things work in your favor that we've, that we've implemented. And, 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 and so again, let's talk about how we can build the, the, your jerk really from the ground up again, all, if the ultimate goal is to lift as much as you can overhead and you're going to use the split jerk, then one, take that away, we take that away. And we use, um, power jerks. Um, and initially if we start you on, on a new phase, I actually want to take you out of the front rack position as well, at least for some of the time and go behind the neck power jerk. Because again, especially for those athletes that are tight and whether you're tight or not, we can still use this as a basic learning tool. But if your lats are tight, like Aaron said, and it's causing you restriction overhead, guess where you're also restricted in the front rack. So if you're going from a tight front rack position where you're uncomfortable and you're struggling to a, another struggled position, like you have no freedom to really learn. All you're doing is just spinning your wheels and, and you're battling. So again, if we move the bar to the back and you learn to uh, dip and drive better from there, and also you're going overhead from the back rack position, you're more likely to get to a better overhead position. And and just moving from the back rack, from the shoulder to overhead is a mobility drill in itself. You know, um, especially if you're, again, you're doing power jerks like that. And when you're doing a power jerk, you're forcing yourself to work your mobility drill more too, um, because the angles are a little bit different when you catch as opposed to a, uh, a split jerk. But of course, you can just do strict presses or push presses from that back rack position as well, you know, with the method that I'm talking about right now. And those will really isolate and and help you work your mobility a little bit more too. But again, we're talking about using the behind the neck split, the behind the neck uh, power jerk as a mobility drill or to help your mobility. Then this is a perfect opportunity for you to use some of those mobility drills that Aaron was talking about in combination. Um, you know, Aaron, you talked about doing a stability drill, um, in combination with, with mobility. Well, there's one for you, you know, just use the behind the neck power jerk as your, as your, uh, stability drill for the day, or in addition to another stability drill that you may be using again, it's always good to use, uh, single arm or single leg stuff uh, for stability as well. So we don't want to always be, you know, have our hands on, on one bar uh, at a time. But again, we're also breaking this down and learning the dip and the drive as well. So one exercise uh, that you can use for that is wall dips and wall dips. All you're doing is you're backing up against a wall, putting your feet in your, the stance that you use to, to put power into the barbell with, with your jerk putting your heels against the wall, your butt against the wall and your shoulders against the wall. And you're just sliding your butt and your shoulders down slowly and up. And what that's doing is it's forcing you to dip literally straight. Now, what I want to say about dipping literally straight is 
that is more of an exaggeration in aiming aiming point, especially from behind the neck. Because think about what you, what really has to happen when you dip is that the bar needs to stay in line with the middle of the foot. And when someone is anticipating the split, it usually goes forward of that, at least slightly, and then everything is is drag, drug forward. But also when it comes to a wall dip, um, and versus a, a you know you dipping with the bar in the front rack or the back rack, the dip is probably not literally ever going to be as straight as that. It takes a whole lot of mobility to keep the bar in line with the middle of your foot and and dip down perfectly straight. So there's probably going to be a, a slight forward angle in reality, um, especially from the back. Because think about where the bar is in the in your back rack versus the front rack. It's got to go a little bit further forward to stay. Uh, midfoot. So the point with this is, is that you have to fight to stay midfoot and not go forward of that. Most athletes are going forward of that because again, their, their mobility or they're just they they don't know how to, to dip straight or keep the bar in line with the, the middle of the foot. Or again, they're anticipating that split. So this wall dip is nothing but an exaggerated or an exaggeration exercise to help you meet in the middle. Once you, you do the, the wall dip, uh, if you're going to use wall dips, you you want to go right into your jerk set right after that, whether that's behind the neck power jerk or a regular split jerk from the front so that you can intake that information that you just gave yourself. So we have a, a, a movement drill, which is the wall dip. You know, we can do a mobility drill before or right after that. Um, and then going into an actual jerk exercise. Again, the one that I'm recommending to start with is behind the neck power jerk because again we want to give you an opportunity to get out of your front rack where you can be you don't have to worry about that discomfort and you can go overhead and we're again we're using the power jerk to uh to take away that split position so you can really focus on dipping straighter or dipping keeping the bar in line with the middle of the foot and uh driving efficiently and driving effectively now back that up a little bit more. Uh, we're not going to talk about this too much, but we also have to get you to slow down. You know, if you're going to be doing these, these drills and these in this behind the neck power jerk to eventually transition into a power jerk from the front. And then ultimately a, a split jerk, you've got to set up appropriately. Um, and a part of that is taking your time, setting up, learning to breathe and brace um, and then dipping slowly, dipping right now slower than you think you need to. That can be sped up later. But way too many athletes are not not thinking about their breathing at all, rushing their breathing, and then rushing their setup, and then rushing into the dip, which contributes to that split position being off. So you've got all these things going, working against you. You're you're not breathing, embracing. You're rushing your setup. You're rushing the dip, uh, and then you're you're anticipating the split. Think about all that stuff that is working against you and just, you know, slowing down and thinking about these things that we're talking about. Now, one last thing. No, we've gone through this quick. Um, all of this information, of course, you can you can find through our blogs and, and everything else like that. But when you get when you it is time for you to learn the split position, if you feel comfortable that your dip and drive is good, you've improved your mobility, you're you're doing power jerks from the front rack and you want to get back into uh, trying to refine your split position that maybe you took away or learning it initially. One simple drill, obvious simple drill to do right before your split jerk sets. Again, we're talking you got sufficient mobility and your setup is good, your your dip is better or good, and you're driving good. It's just getting into a split position with your body weight and holding that position 
for 10, 15, 20 seconds, really filling it out. You can even, you know, do presses from that position or whatever you can do to hold that position so that your body knows better where it is and where to possibly go on a split jerk set that you'll go into immediately following, following that split position hold. Now I have a method of how you can find that it's called a split position finder. There's a, uh, you know, that's on Vaughn weightlifting YouTube channel. If you want to, uh, look that up and, and get that in. But again, that's, that's for anyone that really wants to refine their jerk, create the most potential you can for the benefit of lifting as much as you, as you can from your shoulder to overhead. I really believe the process is taking the split position away for a certain amount of time, especially if there's something wrong with your jerk and you can't figure it out. You're always running forward with your jerks or whatever it is, but then coming back to it later down the road and using this simple drill to, to help reinforce that. And what I'll tell you also is that if you fix your, set up if you um, are taking your time you refine your dip and your drive once you go back to the split position after doing all these power jerks and this other work what i've found is that the split position is for a lot of athletes um, either fixed or significantly improved without them ever working the split position position and it's because when you improve your setup your dip and your drive the body has less choice of where to go. It's more likely to go to this good split position because you're already your body and your your torso is already in a better position. And if also you've improved your mobility, you know it's it's gonna your body is gonna have more freedom to go to this better position. So I know that was a lot, uh, man. I just I feel like I went through that that so quick, but but and I know there's a lot there, but it simply comes down to breaking it down to the basics, getting some work in with, you know, whatever you need and then building back up. Definitely. So, I mean, two things that just come to mind real quick before we end today is the amount of times that we have talked about with any single lift, whether it's a squat, deadlift, overhead lifts, getting back to the basics, breaking mm -hmm. it down to the very start position and solidifying that. And then from there, it's going to allow you to do so many other things later in the lift much better. So if you have a problem squat, well, how are you setting up? If you have a problem deadlift, mm -hmm. how are you setting up? Same thing with the overhead lifts getting back to the start because a lot of times we focus so heavily on the movement that we don't think about the mm -hmm. positions first mm -hmm. and solidifying that position and second thing i know a lot of people are going to hear this when you say behind the neck jerk and behind the neck press and think mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's horrible for my shoulders my baseball coach <laughs> told me never press mm -hmm. from behind the neck mm -hmm. obviously we want to have the mobility first to be able to get into that position mm -hmm. so if you're someone that may maybe can't even get that bar into your position to even start a press without sufficient technique because you're so limited mobility wise maybe you need to take a second and do some barbell mobility work um, <laughs> right. that you know chad has come up with but there's a lot of things that you can do to help enhance that mobility first but once mm -hmm. you get there guys a behind the neck press and a behind the neck jerk is not an inherently dangerous exercise because that's something that olympic weightlifters all over the world do as a part of mm -hmm. their training at some point in oh, their yeah. life so it's one of those things that I think has had a lot of fear based around because I think first off, there are a lot of people that are so tight that mm -hmm. they cannot get into those good positions. So yes, doing an exercise in a bad position, no matter what exercises it is, could be transferring load to certain parts of the shoulder and increase the mm -hmm. risk of injury. But I think if you have the mobility first, you get the positioning and then you just progress your load 
as you can progressive mm -hmm. resistance training a behind the neck press and a behind the neck jerk can be a very safe and a great exercise as mm -hmm. we've talked about today to help get your body into a great position for enhancing the jerk mm -hmm. So, yep. all right, guys. Well, that is it for today's mm -hmm. quick tip. I think that was about a 20-minute podcast. Hopefully, you guys were able to take away a lot of nuggets for how to improve your overhead lifting, be it you just want to be able to lift overhead for general fitness, general strength, or you want to take a deeper dive into improving your clean and jerk for Olympic weightlifting and CrossFit. For anyone that wants to go a little bit deeper into some programming aspects and get some help with getting you know the numbers throughout the day and planning out your workouts go on um let's see what what's the website trainheroic.com yeah, right. there we go it's too early in the morning yeah, i, I know it is, it is yeah trainheroic.com marketplace just search squat university or vaughn weightlifting and you will find uh chad and i have a number of different programs on there that are, are as small as like an eight week to 12 week program and then we also have a subscription program that brings you through an olympic weightlifting um you know couple day a week program and that is updated weekly mm -hmm. we have a live program that goes uh every single yeah. month so um guys yeah, real, real quick real yeah. quick aaron uh, just to speak on that coming up in may that's that's where this topic came from is that there are you know um Wall dip. There's a combination of wall dips, behind the neck power jerks, uh, power jerks, and the split position hold transitioning athletes into that split position from the first four weeks that we've done, which was in April. Now, and also with squats and deadlifts, we were doing lots of tens to ten reps. Those are being brought down to sets of five. I think being that we're starting sets of five in May, it's even though it's kind of the middle of the cycle. Um, it's a good time to jump in because there's, there's a fresh start with, uh, with sets of five. So can definitely do that at the beginning of May. And then of course, this is an ongoing, um, subscription program that, you know, once we end this cycle, we'll be starting a new one, but that's, that's basically what's coming up in May is just a lot of, uh, fives and then transitioning down to threes after three or four weeks of, of the fives. And again, transitioning into regular snatches and clean and jerks. And that's part of what we talked about today and in, in using, wall dips, um, power jerks, and then transitioning into the split with the split hold. So there it is. There you go. So if you guys have ever wanted to get into Olympic weightlifting or just want some programming help, jump on that trainheroic.com slash marketplace. Until next time, guys, happy squatting. All right, guys, that is it for the show. I hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. For those of you out there that like the content that I create with Squad University and would like to help support me create better and better content, head on over to my Patreon page. For as little as $1 a month, you can help support all the content that I create. And the third tier of support even has access to an exclusive once-a-month live Q&A where I sit down with you guys and literally answer any questions you may have. So if that sounds interesting to you guys, head on over to patreon.com slash University. Thanks, guys. That's it for today, class, on Squat University by Dr. Aaron Horshig. For more exclusive content, log on to squatuniversity.com.